I had this sales rep come in to me. <laughs> it's a brand new sales rep. I hired this guy. I ran, ran an ad, interviewed him, hired him, trained him for two weeks, put him out on the showroom floor. And then one day he comes running to my office and he goes, this guy out there, he's really cagey. He just asked me to leave him alone. I hope I didn't offend him. And I said, show me the guy. I looked out. And I said, okay, yeah, just leave him alone. He goes, who is that guy? I said, he owns this place. <laughs> He's the owner. <laughs> right. Leave him alone. That's funny. This guy, he was just having a coffee in the coffee shop and my little rookie sales cadets, he's gone up to him and said, you know, can, is someone looking after you? Excuse me, the coffee's for customers. Yeah, you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, buzz off. Oh. <laughs> This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James helping you build your business super fast. Hello, Mr. Schramko. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I was just thinking as I was waiting for you to arrive that this may be the longest period of no face-to-face in our friendship here. Almost certainly. Yeah, since we're coming to uh, Australia. This has been an odd year. Yeah, it's been over a year. <laughs> so how's life? Uh, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of the same. Yes. A little delightful. It's not unlike uh, I've observed in your world is getting to some less moving parts and a life you really love to uh, live just on the days, right? It's so true. It's like a positive Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. That's the word I've been using, Groundhog Day. That's exactly right. We often arrive at the same idea independently, which I can think of <laughs> three such occasions. Oh, yeah? One was just then. The other one was when I mentioned to you at my place in Manly once I'm kind of more of a self-milking cow mm-hmm. in terms of when I had a pretty small team and I didn't yeah. have I didn't have someone doing the core role that I do, so I, I just did it myself. And the, the one before that was at a conference many, many years ago. I did a presentation on before, during, and after, uh-huh. and I called it the BDA method. Uh-huh. And then years later, you popularized before, during, and after. I discovered it that you'd been using it as well. And so I just deleted my domain and didn't attempt to run with any development of that concept because you had a, as per usual, a better version of it. <laughs> and uh, Same as your um, who, not how is a better version of how I was thinking about one layer back. One layer back. Mm-hmm. In my business, I like to be one layer back I want to be a layer back from the email system. I want to be a layer back from the website system. Oh, yeah, that's a great way of thinking about it. So, you know, when I'm operating my business like in Slack, I'm just one layer back from all the tools because people say, what tool do you guys use to make videos? I don't know. I'm one layer back from it. Right. I like that. I'm two layers back, I guess. I'd say you are. Because I don't even go on Slack. These two things go together. <laughs> yeah, two layers back. The people who don't have a mobile phone or an office or do anything in their business, actually, they've reached the highest level, which is investor. Yes, that's true. They've gone from the person doing the work, the employee, to you know business owner, mm-hmm. which is often just a fancy way of saying I'm still the employee, but now I have more control of what I'm working on. Yeah. And then they go to, I guess, an owner slash founder. They're a little bit in it. Right. And then they might go to the investor level. Yeah. Like they own this thing, but they do virtually nothing in it. I remember I got that. Yeah, of course, that's Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant that he talks about. Is it? I've never been through it, but it makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. He does it as a quadrant, though. So 
on the left side is the employee and then self-employed. But then when you cross that line, now you're a business owner where you own the business, but you're still involved in it. And then the other quadrant is investor where you're just financially involved, but not involved in any of the activities of it. So I'd say I'm still up in business owner. I almost certainly learned that from him, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Pretty sure I read that in about, I'm going to say, mid-90s. So such a long time ago. Yeah. And it triggered me buying my first property, that book. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. You know, I rented for quite a while and purchased assets that I leased out. It was quite counterintuitive back then. Everyone in Australia, of course, wants to own a home. Mm -hmm. And now I'm very much like living in my own home. This I will never rent mm -hmm. <laughs> again. Like I don't care if it's not the most tax effective way or I'm not going to get as rich. Right. Don't care. I, the fact that no one's going to tell me that I have to move out because they want to sell it or they're going to send someone around to inspect the place, that is peace of mind. That is worth a lot more to me. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. I've taken it to the next level. Like I want multiple places that I can reside in. Yeah, you got two right now. <laughs> that's like the level of, you know, monarchy in a way. It's what kings do, you know. You, yeah, yeah. You've got your holiday house. I do have another place nearby which part of my family is residing in as well. <laughs> right. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Then of course I live in the Philippines normally mm -hmm. for at least 3 months a year mm -hmm. and I'm set up over there. Mm -hmm. And I like that and just expanding that little portfolio, I think the peace of mind that comes from that comes back through into the way you operate, the projects you work on, the choices you make, and they seem to have a positive effect. I just remember those rental years as being such a compromise. Mm. I've never slept as well at night as I am now, which is saying something. And you know how you were saying at the beginning of this episode, which for me will be 810 it is the repeating things every day. The thing I love repeating the most is my daily surf. Oh, wow, yeah. I have gotten so into it, Dean. Like I'm making GoPro clips now. I've dialed my equipment. I've 80-20 the 80-20. I've got my equipment down to the top four that I could have and get rid of the rest. Wow. And I've been through, in the last seven years, I think I've cycled through over 100 boards. Like mm -hmm. I've been on a voracious learning curve and now I'm getting the technique dialed. But here's the amazing thing. My lower back pain has disappeared. My neck mobility is the best it's ever been. And what do you attribute that to? Surfing every single day. Oh, surfing. Okay, yeah. Like I'm paddling around four or five kilometers now yeah. every day. Oh, wow. Because normally in a year when I'm traveling a lot, it breaks the pattern. I'll, I'll miss a day where I'm flying or I'll miss a couple of weeks if I'm landlocked in Manila or I'm at Kevin's conference for a week. I'm not going to get in the water. Yeah. And then I have to start again. Mm. But I've seen what happens now when I can start something and continue. Like I've literally, I've surfed more times this year than there have been days. Think about that. Oh, that's great. I love that. When you get that level of momentum. Yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. Basically, I'm entering a zone uh -huh. that I've never been in before for my competency and ability. I've been out there in eight, nine, ten foot waves. Wow. For the first time in my life, I've been able to take off on steeper, more hollow waves and grab the rail and you know get longer waves, faster waves. I'm able to ride my equipment better. It was never possible before because it was constantly interrupted. You got your uh, 10,000 hours. That's it. You're getting towards your 10,000 hours, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot further I can go with it as well. Oh, 
What's a sport you can do for a lifetime, really, isn't it? You'll never master it. Even the masters say that. It's yeah. like it's such a challenging thing. But it, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is in every, you know, what other people would call a negative, there's such amazing pockets of joy available mm-hmm. if you look for them. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your biggest nice thing? I was just going to say, here's so much. Uh, it's so good to talk to you, by the way. I mean, it's good to catch up. You too. I always love it. Yeah, I miss our, because, you know, I'm used to having luxurious, like, you know, long, we have an interesting relationship (laughs) in that we don't often talk like regularly in between when we're together. It's not like we're talking every week kind of thing. We see each other on Facebook and we message every once in a while, but in the midst of that, but then when I come to Australia, for two weeks, we've got full immersion for two weeks. Yeah, deep immersion. Yeah, and deep immersion where we have amazing conversations. We have amazing times together. And, you know, you're a good friend. And I love being around you because I think the last time I saw you was November of 2019. That was the last time I was there. Yeah. Because I didn't get to go at all last year. So, so much to catch up on. That is huge. That is a huge gap. Our audience have been asking for this too. They've said, love another update. They're one of their favorite yeah. series on my podcast. We've been at it for a while too, when you look back in the history books. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we did it. We started it impromptu. You were driving me to the airport and we decided to record on the drive. Yeah. So we had an, about an hour. Yeah. So let me me make a mental checklist of some of the things that we want to talk about. Let's talk about our schedules, what we've kind of landed on, because it gave us the opportunity, I think, to create our ideal Groundhog Day, Mm -hmm. right? I've seen that that's been something for me. I feel really good about where I've landed schedule-wise. And that's one of the great joys of being an entrepreneur, right? And being in complete control of your schedule to get to the point where you can shift everything to match what you really want. Now, where I've landed is I have different things that I like to do during the days. And I've shifted my schedule to clear every morning. I don't have anything on my calendar before 1 p.m. So that's just a given. It's that. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, from 1 o'clock till 6 o'clock are wide open for Lillian You know, we want to maximize whatever I need to do that's synchronous and scheduled needs to fit like a Jenga or like a, what's that, uh, like a Tetris. Yeah, I think Jenga works all right for that. Yeah, yeah. Work, like I was thinking about Tetris where things are coming and it's evolving. You've got to fit them into the slots that you have kind of thing. So all of that, everything that's synchronous and scheduled fits in that one o'clock to six o'clock time zone. And if needed, then I'll add something at six or in our case here, this is 730 right now in uh, the evening because that overlaps our times for you in Australia. Yeah, that's a good story behind that too. Uh Yeah, it's an outlier, you know. You've got to have them occasionally. Yeah, that's exactly right. But overall, that schedule 
has been really great because what I really love is to have the mornings for thinking and journaling and brainstorming and scheming and outlining and doing all the things that I need or want to do and just having all the things into those zones. There's a high cost of switching. If you're trying to spread out appointments throughout the day, like there's nothing for me worse than you know having an hour here and then having a two-hour break and then an hour with something else and then another hour off. And that kind of thing is, I don't do well with that. You know, I prefer to let's do what we're doing in that time. So, so far, so good on that. I really am uh, enjoying it. Yeah. So, you know, I've been chipping away at that routine for many years as well. Yeah. Our backstory is I was very much inspired by your rules. We've talked about this in previous episodes Mm -hmm. and I had it stuck to my filing cabinet. Mm -hmm. It was one of the earlier conflicts in a way because when I first learned about lifestyle design, I still had a job and I learned it from some property and accounting expert. This is when I started on Google AdWords back in about 2005 or four. Mm-hmm. I got a coupon for Google AdWords. I was still at the dealership. Went to this conference and they talked about how they part their week. They have Tuesdays for client days and Wednesdays for blah, blah. I'm thinking, wow, I'm in one of the most reactive places on the planet, a motor dealership. Like you literally cannot control who's going to walk in the door in the next five seconds. <laughs> right. Your marketing is designed to get people coming in seven days a week. So it's such a reactive world. And somebody's got to be on deck oh. right that minute when they walk in. Yeah, I used to make the rosters. You had to have yeah. two people on deck at all times. I like had two floor desks and two telephone people rostered on at all times. Uh-huh. And you had to have a backup for each of them. And there was 21 salespeople. So I had to rotate floor shifts, phone shifts, and somehow manage their three days off for fortnight, cover for sick leave, backups, etc. It was like a logistical nightmare. <laughs> anyway, I went from that to having my own job, and my concept of then was that having my own business meant I could do whatever I want, whenever I want, but I didn't really understand at that time how much routine and discipline actually sets you free until I was in the coffee shop. And remember that little coffee shop that used to be behind my place in Manly? I do, yeah, over by the surf shop. <laughs> With the very reluctant salesman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so that was funny. I'd be sitting there, you know, drinking a coffee, and I'd notice the floorboards down the middle of the shop are worn. And when I'm drinking my coffee, it's like still brand new varnish. And that sort of helped me realize there's this delineation between the high traffic area and then the you know, comfort zone where I can sit to the side and enjoy. Mm. And it makes me sound weird, right? It's like that guy in the beautiful mind watching a leaf or videoing a leaf floating along the <laughs> footpath. I'm not a nutter, I tell you. But I did start to understand by having time on that automatically created time off because you can't have one without the other really. Ah, If it's all a mishmash, it's just a mess. If the coffee shop, if they cut a new path every time, it's going to be chaos. Mm -hmm. So you delineate, this is the time on, this is the time off. So where my routine is at now, it's quite similar to yours, although I think because of my geographic region, it's not going to be very practical for me to start after one because of the US market. I would miss them pretty much altogether. Mm -hmm. Right. So I take Fridays, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off from any scheduled calls. And I really try to stick to that, even to the point where when I first heard about you from Brad Fallon and he said, 
there's a guy, there's this guy. He's the guy behind Eben Pagan. He's the guy behind Marie Folio. He's the guy behind John Reese. You know, if you could meet with this guy, it will change your life. And I said, tell me about this guy. He goes, his name's Dean Jackson. He's in Florida. And I said, do you think you could help me connect with this guy? He goes, I would. Would you be prepared to fly over there and meet with him, even if it's just for half an hour in a coffee shop? And I said, make it happen. I'll do it. This was uh, probably 2009 or 10. Okay, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe eight, 2000, sometime. It was quite some time ago. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I was prepared to travel across the world to spend 30 minutes to meet you, right? That was me back then. Lately, last week, when we were organizing this call, you suggested maybe we do it on a Saturday. And I said, I'd rather not take the call on the Saturday if we could do it, you know, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, my time. Yeah. Uh, whatever that, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for you, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you said, what a relief, because, you know, I was going out of my way just for you. And I would rather <laughs> do it those times too. And it was like, basically, I learned a lot from that interaction. I learned, firstly, I've changed my value on time and the connections that I've got now have changed from the old me. So mm-hmm. we've gone from strangers to friends. Mm-hmm. I've gone from dropping anything and doing anything to really fortifying that routine mm-hmm. because that's the discipline that actually gives me a good life. And you and I, were, we would have both done it, mm-hmm. but we managed to find a way to do it where we didn't have to compromise and you were just being outrageously generous and flexible where because it was me, but you've got your solid routine. And so, so many lessons in that. But my routine now is I do a, a one call on Tuesday. So my work week starts at 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And for me, 9 a.m. is a bit of a relax because sometimes I used to take calls at 7.30 or 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. because that's my North America time zone. Mm-hmm. And it starts at 9. I do one call for an hour and then I'm free until 6 p.m. I do one call at six and I do one call at eight. That is my Tuesday every week. Mm-hmm. Silver Circle slash Super Fast Business Intensive call, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. I used to do three calls. If you went back seven or eight years ago, three calls, but I managed to find out that two work better. If I do a call at nine and eight, then it's like I've had a whole day in between. Like I could surf, sleep, eat, travel, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make much difference. I, like by the time it comes around, I would have to look at my notes about this morning's call. And the six o'clock is with a partner. It's my number one customer slash partner relationship that is the single most profitable activity I do. And I block an hour up to an hour, but it never takes an hour every week for that because it's so valuable. Mm-hmm. And then I do a couple of calls on Wednesday morning sometimes Wednesday afternoon, but generally not at all. I've sort of been leaning into taking Wednesdays off, Mm. bar a couple of calls in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday, that's where I hit it hard in the morning. And then I have a light finish. So I have two or three calls on Thursday morning, Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. I might go from 9 until 11. And then I have on Thursday, this is where my week finishes. Mm -hmm. I have one recurring call at 2 o'clock which is a high-value client, Mm -hmm. and then I have a 2.30, because it's only 30 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And then a 2.30 team meeting. That's our team meeting every week, 2.30. It takes 12 minutes, and that's it. I'm off Mm -hmm. then until 9 o'clock the next Tuesday. No scheduled calls. Mm -hmm. Now, does it mean I don't work? No. Mm -hmm. I still answer my forum post every day, Mm -hmm. but I do that in my own time. I go to my forum when I want to go to my forum, and this is kind of weird, but on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday – it's quite typical for me to not log in until about 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I might do 30 minutes 
I know it's weird, but I typically go to bed at 11 or 12. I usually start work no earlier than nine. So I've got plenty of time in the morning to have coffee or go for an early surf if I want. Mm -hmm. But almost always I surf during the middle of the day. Mm. And I surf during the middle of the day mostly because that's when everyone's at work. And it could be a very different experience if I go after work or early morning. It's crazy, but it's like peak hour Mm. at 6.30 in the morning. It's like peak hour. And then during the middle of the day, there'll be like three people there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see that, yeah, from having been there, right. Yeah, unbelievable. How active are people in my area at sunrise? Like, everyone's out the door in Australia. Right. And that, the beach walk there in Manly is... Esplanade. Esplanade is just packed with runners and, you know, skateboarders and walkers. Fitness boot camps. Yeah. There's surfers. And yoga, yoga on the beach. It's all happening. Volleyball. Yeah, it's all happening in the morning. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But it's a healthy lifestyle kind of environment. And hey, you've got a new neighbor now too, right? Taki's moved in right around the corner from you. Yes. Yeah. He is literally... I could almost throw a tennis ball to his house from my house. Yeah. He's so close. Isn't that great? That's funny. Yeah, we meet a couple of times at the local coffee shop. Uh There is a new shop now in my corner. A new coffee shop on your corner? Yeah. Okay. And so it's a very easy commute. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it takes one minute to walk to there. Oh, wow. And we do catch up from time to time uh, because we're so close. And, of course, he's not traveling, and that was something that made it harder for him. I think he traveled a lot more than I did, and I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, he's recuperating now. Have you seen him since he yes. messed up his ankle or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but, and it's a tough time of the year to have a breakage when it's summer. Yeah. It's like this is the ultimate time of the year for me mm-hmm. from now, from late February through to I'm going to say my birthday in May. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect time because there isn't the summer crowds so much. The water is still super warm yeah. and the waves are good. It's like that's the time to be a good local. Then, of course, it gets a little bit cooler. Cool for us, not for you, mm-hmm. but for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a few months. But the best thing, you get the bonus, you get the big waves in winter. Mm-hmm. Winter's when the good waves come. So mm. there is a, a silver lining in that cloud. So, what does your business portfolio kind of look like now? Yeah, I've made changes there, made significant changes. Yeah, tell me. When the pandemic came, I spent a bit of energy thinking about forecasting. I felt a responsibility to do that because I have a portfolio of, let's say, 500 customers I work with in various capacities. And I bought a book called Super Forecasting or something to that effect. I hooked into various information sources. I've got really good connections in anything from medical. So like I knew, for example, before a border was going to close, that it was going to close. And I hooked into people who really very carefully study trends and markets and so forth. And I wanted to try and, as accurately as possible, plot my way through the year. I also, you know, I was very early to get supplies. We didn't run out of food or toilet paper or anything like that. And so I was taking a cautious approach because I've lived through a couple of recessions before. Firstly, when I was a kid, and secondly, when I moved from my job to my own business was when there was that financial crisis last time. So I've been planning for this. 
built my business to be as robust as possible. I'm paid by multiple people in different markets and so forth. Mm -hmm. But what I did want to do was create a safety net for people who are going to be reactive and start cutting. You know, people, sometimes they just start trimming expenses and going into shutdown mode. Yeah, right. Yep. So I created a brand new, two brand new businesses actually in, I'm going to say probably April or May. And by the way, my event in March, like literally on the last day of my event, the 13th of March is when, you know, America just switched off borders and Formula One was cancelled. I remember. Yeah, I was sitting right in my living room watching President Trump shutting down European travel. And I had an event coming up at the end of the month that I had people coming from, someone coming from Brussels and someone coming from London who were going to be at the event in Orlando. So I knew, boy, we got to do something. Yeah. Well, literally, by the second day of my two-day event, probably a quarter of the people in the room was supposed to be quarantining from then on. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was all starting to get real. Mm. So, I could not have possibly run my event even one day later. Mm. That was game over. So, I had already decided prior to COVID and prior to this event that I would rather probably just do it virtually anyway for a while. And then now virtual's too common. So, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I created a new brand called Superfast Results, which was a reactivation of my original forum. Oh, what a great, nice. I like that a lot. You know, Superfast Business Forum used to be called Superfast Results in 2009 when it started, oh. but it was a partnership. And the backstory on that is I ran it for four years. I ended up not being able to make the partnership equitable. Mm-hmm. It was a 50-50 split, but I was doing a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. I was getting all the customers, like 99.9% of the customers, mm-hmm. and I was serving most of the customers, like 75% of it. Mm-hmm. And I tried to readjust the percentage, and there was no real progress there. And then I offered to buy out, and I offered a very generous sum. And there was sort of, no, I'm just happy with how it is, reaction. Mm. And so, in the end, I started a new business. I called it Fast Web Formula. And within three months, pretty much everyone just went to the new one and the old one got switched off. Mm. And then I rebranded the super fast business. Mm. So, come along here in 2020, like I really like that brand. I like the domain. So, I set it up again. I set up a $10 per month subscription where people can ask me questions and get an answer. And I also framed it as... They can ask my team and they'll get an answer from a qualified person. Mm-hmm. So it's not me. The brand is not me and the answers don't have to be me. I wanted to make it scalable. Mm-hmm. And it was just a simple concept. I was thinking like, you know, I don't want a paid newsletter where they pay me $10 a month and I send them out tips every week. That's work. I just want like a private Facebook wall where they can just ask a question and get an answer Mm because they're going these groups. I've seen groups with 40,000 people and they ask questions and they get the dumbest answers ever. Right. You need to have a controlled environment where you get, A, you get a good answer and B, if someone answers a stupid answer, it can just be deleted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I wanted quality control. I want it to be private. I want it to work from an app. And since I'm a huge advocate of the platform 10X Pro, I wanted a working case study, proof of concept, something my clients can replicate. And I'm pleased to say it it worked really well. My customers love it. Mm -hmm. They don't leave it. They join it. It's become a front door where people can start with me Mm -hmm. and see if they want. And I've had several people go from that product up to super fast business. My best example of that is a guy called Matt Dipple an amazing German biohacker. He started on that program and he got such a success with that that he could reinvest in super fast business. So that was one pathway. That was one use case. 
Another one was the inevitable super fast business customer who wants to exit. So now we have this soft landing for them. Hey, it doesn't have to be goodbye forever. Why don't you come along to super fast results and you can still ask your questions and get answers and it's just 10 bucks a month until mm-hmm. you're ready to come back. Oh, nice. And guess what? What's that? Downsell, yeah. you know, product in place. Perfect. And it's a soft landing. They don't have to leave or disconnect. They can just switch plans. And then the other use case is it's where they buy an individual product. So for the first time in a long time, I set up individual products. Mm. I used to have individual products like Traffic Grab or right, right. Own the Race Course, but it's a lot of work in you know, a new domain, new website, mm-hmm. a lot of admin, a lot of hassle, segmentation gets complicated really fast. But hey, now I've got super fast results. This is kind of like my personal Udemy type site where I can just put multiple courses on there. So I just added products and then I added free opt-in. So I've got a 30-day work less, make more in 30-day challenge. Okay. It's free. Yeah. You join it and every day for 30 days, I send you one tip on how you can work less or make more. Mm-hmm. By the end of 30 days, you'll have improved your effective hourly rate. I've got a free lifestyle design course. So if you love what we're talking about before about schedules and stuff, it's my mm-hmm. discoveries of how I sort of, I get a lot more from a lot less. Yes. Okay. So that was good. And then I've got these courses and, and most of them myself are $9. So a lot of them have come from my super fast business monthly training. Mm-hmm. We do a training every month. So I've got about 80 of them. And I've picked the ones that are useful for the general public that people could do one time. Like I've got my life sheet system, how I organize my digital brain. I've got how to sell on the phone. I've got uh, the autoresponder card abandonment sequence that will just like stuff money into your account. Right. You'd like that one because it's email based, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've put these individual products and then I hired a copywriter to create the product descriptions and to write me an email sequence that moves people from the one-time products into the recurring product. Mm. And then it moves people from the recurring product to the bigger recurring product. So one way I was able to track it is I put a coupon it's a little bit of a hack, but let's say someone buys a $9 product on Superfast Results. Mm-hmm. They will get offered a coupon for Superfast Business, which is $99 a month. They'll get a $70 off coupon. So you can spend $9 to get $70 worth of coupon to redeem Superfast Business for $29 for the first month. Mm. So for less than a dollar a day, they can actually access every single one of my products, all my recordings, right. and every post the members have ever made. So that, I've seen that the number of coupons redeemed is phenomenal. Wow. And my average lifetime customer value is somewhere around $3,000. Then the goal is, how do I just feed this new website? So I've started Facebook ads for the first time in ever, Ah. (laughs) ages, like years. And now I've got small campaigns just feeding the work less, make more funnel Mm -hmm. and so forth. So what I'm seeing is I have basically got this whole new level that comes underneath the product I have. So the technique is putting an entry level underneath the layer that I've already got, Mm -hmm. which is usually not the first thing I'd recommend anyone do. Everyone always starts with the first low ticket and tries to build on top, Mm -hmm. right? I've started, in this case, I'm adding a lower layer Mm -hmm. to an already existing medium. 
But I would say generally people should start with the higher ticket product because yeah. you need less volume yeah. to make it work. And that's how I quit my job. I got two customers. Three at the front, high and at the back. Yeah. yeah. Build the top and then build under it yeah. is what I would suggest people try. Like, I only needed two customers at $5,500 each to quit my job when I already had my affiliate income coming in and I had my info products, so I was able to match my income. Mm-hmm. So then what I did is I'm having a look at my other end of the business, like the top end of town is my revenue shares, and I had 11 of them. And through the year, I worked closely with them, and some of them started to really start to shine. And, of course, some credit to you because you and I talked in one of our long, in-depth conversations, like walking along the course. So I think we bought frozen yogurt at the time, Uh and we were talking about how revenue share deal contracts work Mm -hmm. and what percentages and what you look for. And I remember that that discussion. I do because we've had some learnings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've both had learnings. Yeah, yeah. they, They teach you a lot. Yeah. So- you know, I've started to 80-20 my rev shares and in January of this year, I dropped two rev shares and I found out there was one thing they were missing that the others had that caused them to not succeed and that was the ability to execute on all my genius ideas and ah, right. great advice. Like if you can't get that idea yep. into motion, yep. it's not going to work for us. Right. So I dropped two because they weren't performing at a level that I need them to perform at. Mm-hmm. I then took the top four- And get this, this blows my mind. The top one revenue share deal, it pays me about the same as half of all of Superfast Business. Mm -hmm. If I stack the top four together, they pay me more than Superfast Business earns. Wow. So four rev shares pays me more than 400 plus members and answering all those forum posts and making a training every month. Right. It's it's mind blowing, right? So what I did in about September, October- is I turned off Silver Circle coaching Mm -hmm. for new customers. So at that time, it was $5,000 for first month and then $3,000 per month after. And I'm able to get customers. Mm -hmm. I can get customers for that program. There's no trouble selling it. Mm -hmm. Customers are very happy. A few things happened. Because I'm not taking one or two customers a month, I freed up, I think it was five hours per week. Mm -hmm. These are estimates, right? Rough numbers. Right, right. But I stopped five hours per week of direct consulting at a fixed rate. Because I know that I could spend that same hour with the rev share partner and I can make multiples of that 3000 per month. Mm-hmm. Second thing that happened is nobody and not one Silver Circle member who's already in the program has left. So I've got this core base of, I'm going to say 16 or 17 mm-hmm. Silver Circle members who's still on the old program. I left them in there. Mm-hmm. So I still have my roster. Every three weeks, I chat to them one-on-one, mm-hmm. and they're happy. They love it. I love it. I've been working with some of these people, in some cases, for over 10 years, mm-hmm. but many of them for five or six. So I've got my core base. So then this turns my attention back to super fast business, and I've got two levels, a $99 level and a $599 level. Mm-hmm. The question I always get is, what's the difference between the $599? The difference is the personal private coaching with me, and if they take an annual plan of five grand, then they get the one-to-one diagnostic process with me on Skype, you know, face-to-face, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I had this weekly call for Silver Circle that I'm not going to need anymore. So, you know, the Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think, what am I going to do with that? Do I stop it? Because most of my existing Silver Circle clients, they've sort of moved on to one-to-ones. It's sort of slowly morphed into one-to-one. I'll blame Tom Breeze because he said, I don't want to come to group calls, but can we just chat, you know, every two or three weeks? I said, yeah, okay. And then I moved everyone. And the success rate of that is just phenomenal. 
they can still come to the group calls and some do, but most don't. So I've got this call and I thought I'm going to give this to super fast business intensive level members who are paying $5.99 a month. So I just logged in. I said, good news. You can come to a weekly group call. So apart from the forum and the membership and the group calls we do with the rest of the members twice a month Mm -hmm. and the private coaching, you can come to a group call every week and we'll go through our three-part framework and you will get results. So what happened then, Dean, is they come and I get seven or eight, nine, ten people on these calls in the morning and the afternoon and retention on that program just dramatically changed. Instead of people coming in and sticking around five or six months, they don't leave. I've only had one person leave since I gave that option. Wow. On that level. Yeah. It is like the glue of all glues. It's a massive value for them actually. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much getting what people paid 3 grand a month for mm. for 5.99 a month. Wow. If you want to think of it in terms of value. Right, right. Big lessons here for me and for them. So in summary, I know that was very long-winded, and I promise you you can tell me all about what you've changed because I'm sure there's plenty. (laughs) No, this is fascinating. I added a layer below my existing layer that is highly leveraged that I could then drive scale with paid ads Mm -hmm. and build my list. My list is growing. Mm -hmm. I then trimmed the high burn, high energy, high paid work from Silver Circle Mm -hmm. because I had a core, and then I turned up the heat on my rev shares. I dropped the bottom two. I took the top four and I put them in what I call a 64-4 group. So I've created my own little super hyper club of just four people, Mm -hmm. and that's where I put most of my energy. Oh, really? Wow. And then I just massively tuned the value on super fast business for all members. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? Okay, I'm working 15 hours a week now instead of 20. My income has gone up. My profit's gone up. My enjoyment has gone up of what I'm doing. Yeah. And my list is actually positively growing. And we're just doing our core, like what feeds the whole machine is still pretty much two podcasts a week, Mm -hmm. one social media video per day. Mm -hmm. And now a little dribble of Facebook ads, which we're going to, you know, figure out and turn up a bit. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I'm just working on a couple of books, which when I think, you know, when I drop them into the mix, they'll be pretty leveraged as well Mm -hmm. and deliver me the right sort of customers. And I've still got work to do. I know I can find leverage. I'd really like one day to have rev shares go so well that I could sell super fast business. So I think my next stage is to take myself off the website and to readjust the promise of coaching. I want it to the point where in two to three years from now, someone could go to that website and not know who I am. Right. That would be my next stage of modification. I love that. And it'll be a hard challenge for me to do, but I can do it, I think, Uh because then I would create an asset I can sell. I I can't sell super fast business at the moment. It's you right now, right. Mm -hmm. And it is still the most work, but it's also very rewarding. I mean, yeah, yeah. gosh, it's been going since the beginning of 2009 in effect. And it's the community. I love the community as well. But one day I'll just go And just as a side note, while all this mess was going on with the world, I really took that opportunity to teach myself more about investing because it's sort of the unwritten chapter. It's okay, you've got some money. Can I make my money make more than I can myself? And I've been able to do okay with that in the last year, especially since April. From April to now, I've really had a huge education in different investing methods. Now, did all your education point you to either Tesla or Bitcoin? I'm definitely Bitcoin. I've done very well with Bitcoin. I bet. Yeah. I have. Yes. Very, very well with Bitcoin. And you call it 401k, but we call it superannuation. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of my superannuation and 
I started making some investments there in April when all the big banks dipped in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just bought in. So that's pretty much doubled. Wow. And, you know, it's a good year when you can double your cash reserves. Yes. Exactly. Amazing. You know, I also pay attention to currency rates because I collect in US dollars and I live in Australia. Mm-hmm. I've got opportunities to decide which currency I want to keep that money in. Mm-hmm. So by just switching currencies, it can have a massive transfer difference on a large sum. Yeah, I bet. And also, of course, interestingly, they say property here has gone up about 30%, so 17 to 30%, depending on which suburbs. Obviously, averages are very misleading. Wow, wow, wow. But, you know, people are sick of living in their house. They've been at home for a year. They want to move. My property buying expert tells me he's seeing more divorces than he's ever seen in his life. I reckon your Stop the Divorce book might be ready for a rerun because <laughs> he had four last week in the rich suburb of Mossman because they're not going overseas, they're not wow. going on work things and stuff. They just Now they have to spend all this time with someone and they realise their relationship wasn't as good as they thought it was <laughs> or not what they wanted. So very interesting time. But I've got to say from my perspective, this last year of spending every day with my little girl, watching yeah. her go from one to two. I saw the picture of her on the beach. It was just oh, adorable. Every day, you know, Tracy and I are walking and cooking, and we just have the best little family unit you could ever imagine. Oh, so great. Yeah, yeah. And that's been the gift. The gift of COVID is that it got rid of my sore back. It's enhanced my surfing. It gave me challenges to change my business model. And by the way, and this is very important to point out, my customers have done particularly well, mm-hmm. and, and that's important. You know, that's everything for me. I, it's great that I've gone fine, and no one really gives a shit, I imagine. Yeah. But do my customers, apart from the one who's been in the trade show industry, which was a tough gig, uh-huh. and he's still with me, which is another lesson I learned. Having six-month or annual billing can save you from people making panic decisions uh, and save yeah. themselves. Yeah. Because he's coming good now. The trade show market's turning up again now. It's like people are booking events and he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have monthly only billing, the first thing you'll notice is a blip. When there's a blip, it'll be reactive. Reactive, pull the plug, right. Yes. Instead of looking at it as an asset, if they've prepaid, they look at it. Yeah, and my most finicky, nervous type customers just like immediately pulled the pin. And like only a massively, like a tiny, small fraction, like, like 3% or something. Yeah. It was barely a ripple. But most importantly, my customers have done well. I'm, clearly, a lot of them are online. Almost all of them are online, and a lot of them have been subscribing to the beat of the drum that I say over and over and over again, own the race course. You know, we just saw Facebook switch off news in Australia last week. I mean- That was something. When the tech digital giant controls the government that you know, we're in a different zone. So I've podcasted about that too. But Dean, I've been pretty selfish with my rant here. I'd love to hear (laughs) what you've been up to because- It's been so great to hear everything. I love the fact that you adapted, you know, and that everything's joyful. You know, the pattern when I was sitting here- on March 13th, when European travel was cut off, and I had an event two weeks from then and knew that that wasn't going to happen, I immediately went into action of getting my Zoom studio built out in my house here and made the decision I was going to do it by Zoom. So pivoted, had people do that. It was a wonderful, delightful thing. I had people from Brussels to California to Bangkok. 
and London, the ones one out were all on in the same Zoom boardroom. You know, because the events I do, as you know, are 10 or 12 people in a boardroom, and that is perfectly suited for Zoom. And so I switched all of the events to Zoom. And I've actually, with slight, a little bit of adaptation, I switched the event. I do two different events now. I do my Breakthrough Blueprint event, which is the one that I've done live everywhere. But I do that over two days now, plus people get a 90-minute one-on-one card that they can use after the event. I found that was really like a great combination. You know, so we do the two days of the regular event and then people can use the one-on-one time to get clarity, questions, answered, check-in, whatever they need help on. And so that's been a great thing. I did all the same number of events that I normally do. And then I added a, I do a lead conversion workshop where we just focus on from the opt-in forward, from the opt-in to the shopping cart, that segment. And we do that over three separate Tuesday afternoon sessions. We do three hours from three o'clock to six o'clock for three Tuesdays spaced out with a week in between. And that format has been wonderful. So we can take action and get results in between the sessions. I love that about it. You know, we've had some amazing things happen. So I'm really enjoying the Zoom events like that. It's been a big shift for me. And of course, I've spoken at a lot of events that way too. You know, I can participate. Yeah, I think you are perfectly designed for this virtual world. Like I was thinking of anyone I know, you are one of the people who are ready to just plug in when it's ready, when you can you're ready to plug in. Yeah. Was that a conversation we had once before? Like, just plug me into, what did you call it? I don't remember. Cloudlandia? Oh, plug me into Cloudlandia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, you're ready to roll. Ready to roll. And so where that opens up great opportunities because I like contributing and I like being a guest at somebody's event, but I don't like to travel to get to them or anything like that, you know? So now that I can just zoom in and be there and contribute and then be done, it goes a long way with me. So I love that. It's like I'm enjoying Cloudlandia. This reminds me of something, you know, after doing 80 or 90 training months in a row, (laughs) I was ready to let someone else have a go. And in the absence of having Superfast Business Live, which was a great opportunity to bring my audience together, right? The community aspect's wonderful, but it also was where I collected content to put into my membership. Uh I thought, why don't I just manage both of these situations by having guests contribute to monthly training for a while. Oh, wow. And I've brought in outside guests to deliver high-grade content for my members. It's customized for my audience. Like I'm there as well. I'm the audience's delegate, but they're also there asking questions. So we man the chat. Yeah. I'm not getting people to come along and just pitch, right? Right. Which is what a lot of other memberships try. Right. It's like just high grade content. It's as if they would be speaking at Superfast Business Live. Yeah. But I'm spacing it out over a year. So it's easier for the audience to consume. 
It's tailor-made and customised for the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm handpicking experts who have skills that we need in our community or I'm aware of from my coaching, Mm -hmm. and I don't have to plan and prepare and deliver it, uh, which I'm loving. So that was a big win. I'd love to formally invite you to deliver a training with me for super fast business members at some point on email mastery. Hey, there we go. Now, of course, they're going to find out about your programs and stuff, which I heavily recommend because it's not a stretch to say that almost every single marketer that I am aware of is using Dean Jackson techniques, whether they know they were yours or not. And that's everything from capturing an email address. Mm -hmm. Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) To putting a little sales pitch underneath a PS in the super signature Mm -hmm. or sending a form of an authentic or variation slash butchered version of a nine word email. (laughs) That has been bastardized beyond belief. Oh, yeah, for sure. Any kind of email that says, hey, you're still interested in such and such. Yeah. It went a long way from the do you take party bookings type thing. You know? <laughs> do um, you do birthdays? Yeah. Yeah, do you do birthdays? Then there was the, um, you know, you're still interested in that luxury yacht. Right. There's a couple of people out there that just really abuse this technique and mm-hmm. think they know what it is, which is even worse. But, yeah, if you use any of those, they're Dean Jackson's. If you talk about who, not how. If you talk about more cheese, less whiskers, these are all things that stem from your evil hatchery, Mm -hmm. uh, evil scheme hatchery. So, yes, if you ever want to to pop in, I would love to make that happen. Yeah, though, let's do that. You know what I was thinking about for you as you were describing that, you know, was thinking about the investor mindset, right? That you've built up super fast business and super fast results. You've built those into something that doesn't have your name on it, right? Per se. Yeah. From day one on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And Silver Circle. Yeah. Imagine now, you know, you start to think about, you've got an opportunity to perhaps do something like a Netflix or a Spotify or something where you could curate the best leading training in whatever needs to be trained and have a investor position in that. I had it. Buying content. Nine years ago, I bought the domain learnstream.com. Wow. From auction. Mm -hmm. And my idea was to have a Udemy slash Netflix channel with other contributors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ended up selling that domain for a large sum to someone who had the same idea. (laughs) Mm. And, you know, I called myself on not having executed on it by then. Mm -hmm. And then- Super fast results. I've always liked that domain. It was generic enough, mm-hmm. you know, it's broad enough to cover mm-hmm. any kind of topic, but it also speaks to getting a result. Yeah. And that's obviously in, in marketing terms, we should be focusing a lot on the result someone gets rather than the process. Yeah. And I like the domain. That's why I wanted to bring it back. Mm-hmm. It was time to bring it back out and put it up there. And I think it has. At the moment, I even have had some people contribute content, but I haven't published it there. I've mm. just kept it to my trainings. Here's one little goal I could do is I could like find the 80-20 of my 90 recordings. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's oh, no, 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Bring them across. Then I start a new forum there or two levels of forum. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And then eventually I could migrate super fast business across to Mm -hmm. super fast results where there would be the core forum and then there would be a package that they get all the programs. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the ultimate destination that could be configured in many ways. And yes, I could bring in external. I could have an experts bundle. Yeah, very interesting. There are definitely people out there doing that. Like I think Justin does this with his site. You've got Tom Breeze is doing stuff with an ad buyers club. Mm. I, I help him with that. It's wildly successful. I do like the idea that I need to step further away from the front line. Mm-hmm. And really, one of my mentors showed me this. He showed me this. It was kind of cool. I had this sales rep come into me. <laughs> this brand new sales rep. I hired this guy. I ran, ran an ad, interviewed him, hired him, trained him for two weeks, put him out on the showroom floor. And then one day he comes running to my office and he goes, this guy out there, he's really cagey. You know, he just asked me to leave him alone. I hope I didn't offend him. And I said, show me the guy. I looked out and I said, okay, yeah, just leave him alone. He goes, who is that guy? I said, he owns this place. (laughs) He's the owner. (laughs) Right. Leave him alone. That's funny. This guy, he was just having a coffee in the coffee shop and my little rookie sales cadets, he's gone up to him and said, you know, is someone looking after you? Excuse me, the coffee's for customers. Yeah, you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, buzz off. Oh, (laughs) And he felt obliged to come and report this to me. But that was a real lesson in that investor mind. This, this guy did not have an office. Yeah. There were two partners. And one of them had an office. He had these classic ivory tower up on the glass, looking down, yeah. observing us. Uh-huh. You know, micro Orwellian scrutiny happening there. And then the <laughs> other one, no office. He barely used a mobile phone. He didn't have a computer, didn't do email. Nice. And he would just... Drop in and drop out random times, sometimes disappear for months on end, which is what happened here. I love that. Yeah. And the lesson there for me was, wow, like you could have this whole thing and then and not be grinding it out. So mm-hmm. I think that's an evolution. But for me, revenue share deals were the fastest way to access that. I am nowhere near the front of brand on any of those rev shares. And I'm only now consciously ramping into one of them in that capacity because it's just so successful mm-hmm. and it's going to help it leverage a lot more mm. if I do that. I'm really um, happy to do that because I don't have to do any of the hiring, training, fulfillment, right. or any of that. All I have to do is lend personality. So on that line, this is very important, I activated one of my other domains that I've been sitting on for a long time called james.co. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a great one. I think we're in the era now where it probably pays to build some influence or authority mm-hmm. around your personal brand, mm-hmm. even if you lend it to your other brand, like Elon Musk does to Tesla yeah. or his solar business, so forth. So I've been so late to that party. I'm not an extrovert. Me neither, right. I'm not comfortable chit-chatting on social, asking people dumb questions like, you know, what superhero would you be or whatever. That's not me. Right. But I do feel that with a couple of books coming out, I need a place for that to be the home, the masthead. Mm -hmm. And I want those books to feed the businesses. And I would be happy to sell some of my business, but I'm even more than happy to build other people's businesses for a small slice of the action. And if and when they sell, and it is the plan to sell some of them, I get a little payout based on the the way the contract is written. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy. I've got a royalty income that's not James-dependent to a large extent. And that's why I think what I did last year was brave to switch off a perfectly good $3,000 per month business model Mm -hmm. per customer. I'm talking about I probably cut $9,000 to $12,000 a month of income Mm -hmm. to say no. 
I'm going to focus my energy elsewhere. And I've done this repeatedly in my career. So this is a big takeaway if you're listening to this. Sometimes you've got to let go of the vine in the jungle to swing to the next vine Mm. if you want to make it to the next stage of the journey. Uh And so comfort is the enemy of growth. That's really the phrase that comes to mind. And I gave up something. But when I donated that same call slot to Superfast Business Intensive members, I actually picked up that income within the month and it hasn't stopped. It's just growing. Mm. So I just still find it fascinating. I can still work less and make more Mm -hmm. and I haven't found the limit. And just the plans we've spitballed today, and I'm very, very interested in what you say because you're very smart. I think you're right. I do think you're right. It's time to, I want to move more to that investor level. Mm -hmm. That you could be the curator of the content for super fast business. Yes. That's such a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Joe Polish, who is two months now into a one year sabbatical. And, you know, Genius Network is continuing to run and thrive really without him because it's really a platform for the members to share because that's where the content is coming from, right? To bring in experts at the top levels of everything, but also from within Genius Network, there's a lot of really smart people, right? And so it's creating the environment that Joe's really been a host of. He's never been the guru in the equation, you know? He's still, though, he's got an incredible personal brand yes, for and sure. strong character. Yeah. Like The first time I ever heard of Joe Polish was at Yannick Silva's Underground 4 event, mm-hmm. 2008, and Yannick called him out from the audience a few times as an authority at the time. Uh-huh. This is going to make you laugh. He was talking about the flip camera. Yeah. He was running around this conference with a flip camera, and it was like this- yep greatest discovery ever and no one else was using flip cameras then and he was like i get this i think this is the future yeah and yannick called him out and he pointed out how good this thing is and how i think it was in reference to a gary v presentation or video i can't remember now so long ago i can't remember whether gary was actually there or yannick showed us a video of gary but in any case he was right he called it yeah that was definitely you know video is going to be the way forward yeah so well done joe (laughs) yeah yeah and that's great. I mean, I'm excited for you for that. That's a really good, yeah. like that's a clear path, you know? But you know what I'm curious about that yeah. we haven't talked about is your book. <laughs> it's been, how long has Work Less, Make More been out in the world now? I was going to say it's about three or four years. <laughs> Came out in December. No, it can't be that long. It, it is. That's not true. Yeah. Look, I'll look it up on Amazon. Okay. Just because it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I think there's big opportunities for that. It came out in- um, It can't have come out before 2018. It says here, 10th of December, 2017. Okay. So, wow. Okay. That's been a good little performer, that book. I only sell it on Amazon as paperback, Kindle, and Audible. So tell me what you can share about that, how that's uh, going. So looking up the bookshelf here, it reports on sales. Mm. Every single month, it just tips money into my account. Mm -hmm. It it still sells every day, the whole time. Mm -hmm. 
And that's great. And you self-published it, which is great. Yeah, so I basically keep whatever Amazon send for that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also getting some distribution paid copies. I notice people, bulk orders coming through. So some shops are stocking it, which, mm -hmm. I mean, that would be the massive ego play, wouldn't it? To, mm -hmm. to hop off an aeroplane and see your book on, the, yeah, on right. the shelf there. Yeah, yeah. And you often talk about the difference between a book that sells and a book that's good for your ego. <laughs> this book. If I was much smarter, and I found some real efficiencies. One thing that was annoying me was, like, I send a copy of the book to everyone who joins Superfast Business. Yeah. And at one point, I had semi-automation. The email system would send me an email as a task with the, the details of the person, and I would actually get the book sent in bulk here, yeah. uh, stick them in an envelope, take them to the post office. And I'm like, screw that. I couldn't convince my kid to do it. So now I've sent the email to my team member in the Philippines and she logs in and orders it for me <laughs> on Amazon and sends it straight. Right. So now that I've figured that out, I think I'm ready to do a book funnel with my 10X Pro site. Super fast results could more than easily have a book funnel where I'm actually giving away or selling the PDF, mm -hmm. upselling the Audible, upselling the print copy and bundling it with other things, getting more people exposed to that coupon. I really feel that would be a huge growth thing for me as mm -hmm. I talk out loud and I'm coaching myself here. Mm -hmm. I'm not using the book as well as I could, but it certainly has paid for itself and more. It's given me fantastic opportunities to speak on shows and podcasts and mm -hmm. be invited to events. It's given me a guiding principle for what it is that I actually do, which I always struggle to figure out. How do I help people? But I'd say more than anything, I'm helping people work less and make more. And there's finally a bit of a movement against hustle and grind, which is good. Mm -hmm. And it is a good conversion tool. A lot of people read the book and then join my membership. Like, right. right. I ask them, why did you join? They say, I read your book, loved it. Yeah. I want more. So it has been very useful. And Amazon have been doing a good job of promoting it. And I have run some Amazon ads to sell even more of it. Mm -hmm. Since they're such a big player, yeah. I think it's nice to play in, on that platform. Right. And, you know, if I lost it all, if they didn't want to sell it or whatever, fine. But it's also collected a lot of good reviews. So mm -hmm. it was important to me that people actually like the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I wanted a good book. And I've now had, through the help of Kelly... She's written with me the next book, or say for me. Like I gave her the entire presentation and manuscript, mm -hmm. all my material, and she's now formatted and turned it into a proper book. So that's another one in the pipe. And I've also got another book coming, which is much more your type of book, which is how to do profitable memberships. And that is drafted and they're tuning up the chapters and I'm getting help on that book. Nice. And that one is more or less a facsimile of my course that's at Superfast Results. And it's by far the number one selling course on Superfast Results. I think it's uh -huh. currently 99 bucks. Wow. And it's a proper course that teaches people memberships and it's a perfect foil for my partnership in 10X Pro because it drives people into the best possible tool they can use to right, right. parlay their dreams into reality. Mm -hmm. So I'm a huge fan of that platform. So I needed to put things in front of it. So there's a recurring theme in this episode. What have you got and what can you put in front of it? Right. So that's kind of my book experience. We have 318 ratings on Amazon and 85% of them are five-star and 8% of them are four-star. So that means there's only 2% one-star, 2% two-star, 3% three-star. One of the one-stars I read, I don't read the reviews, by the way, because I'm just going to get annoyed, but- 
one of them said that the pages fell out. So <laughs> Amazon fulfills this book and they kind of let me down with the- That's a problem. I've never heard of anyone else having that problem, but it's not much I can do. I, I offered in the comments, like, please let me know where I can send you a new copy, you know, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Amazon's printing and fulfilling, you're using their service? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it's all on KDP. And yeah. My assistant can go and log in and order author copies and send them to anyone on from that system. Yeah. And it's been good. I haven't done, I don't have a garage full of books. Yeah. In fact, I think I've probably got three in my entire household. Mm-hmm. And the Kindle sells, the Audible sells, people rent the Kindle. It's on that program because I'm exclusive mm-hmm. with them. So I'm, I'm able to rent them out the normalized pages and all that stuff. Right. And I don't have any language translations or whatever. And the thing that I put in front of that recently was my 30-day work less, make more in 30-day challenge. Mm-hmm. And people like that. That was a minimum viable product. I actually recorded 30 videos in one sitting, took maybe 40 minutes, mm-hmm. gave them to my team. They put them all into 10X Pro. They loaded up 30 emails. And what was the context? What were the 30 videos? You get one little email each day. Yeah, one little email. Yeah, one little video each day Yeah, with a tip, mm. which when you take action on that tip, mm-hmm. and they like they literally, they're the bite size of a bite size. They're so small. I got you. You do one thing, and after 30 days, I ask you to measure your effective hourly rate in the beginning uh-huh. and at the end, uh-huh. then you should see an improvement. You will have done something in those 30 days yeah. to have justified the time investment, even though it's free. Obviously, you have to open and read the emails. But what it does do, it helps people stick into my email system. It familiarizes people with some of my other products and the platform that I'm using to send it mm-hmm. and gets them a result. They can, as you would say, and this is another one, another Dean Jackson, this Project Cyrus. It's how can you help someone get a result in advance of them paying you a single cent? Right. And you know, what's their dream desired outcome that they would like to have? And I think for most of my audience, they would like to make more money and work less. So yes. it did fit. And I came up with this concept with my friend, Corey Basaraba. He looked at all my stuff because sometimes it's good to get other eyes on stuff. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I think what's missing is just something to introduce people and bring them that we can buy ads for and scale. And we've been running ads and watching them go through the machine and they do return on ad spend eventually. I think about 45 to 60 days, somewhere in that zone, Mm -hmm. we're making it back. So it's time to turn it up now. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's free to come in. Are you sending traffic? Right to the free trial? Yes. Yeah. It's not a trial. It's just free. No. It's just straight it's to free. a page. It's just like superfastresults.com forward slash 30. I got you. I think that's where we put it. Yeah. They go to that and Facebook let us run those ads, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And people opt in for it. Mm-hmm. And then they get a little bite-sized email every day. Mm-hmm. They also can consume this in their app. If they log into the membership, over the time, it drips one per day. Over time, they'll end up with 30. So they can actually go in and look at it. But it did a lot of things on a completely separate level. I know 30 days is an incredibly long time for a challenge, right? No. Don't do that unless you have a reason. It should normally be three days or five days. It should be one mm-hmm. little thing. This is very counterintuitive, but my team got to learn 10X Pro. They got to mm-hmm. build a working model of a drip course, which was our first one of those because mm-hmm. there's different ways you can structure content. Mm-hmm. It got me to find a Facebook ad rep who can help me. <laughs> Found you a who. It got us to build our email list. Like there's just a lot of things that it allowed us to conquer at, at a minimum effort. Yes, I love it. 
That's awesome. I think what comes next for this one is I film more lifestyle videos. I replace the videos that are there with me out and about or me doing an example of something in the moment. So more, basically more storytelling, more production value would be the next logical step for this one. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great. We haven't really talked about you very much, Dean. I'm a bit concerned about that. (laughs) I just realized what time it is too. I'm lost in the uh, conversation because this would be nothing. Should we come back and do the next episode on Dean's changes? We could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do that because I'm feeling like uh, this is just the kind of conversation we would have had halfway through breakfast at the pantry right now, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I know. know. This is good. It's good. This is part seven of our 25-part series. So I Uh I propose we have part eight to talk about Dean's changes. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. And preferably not on a weekend. No. This is a good time. Yeah. You know, I keep these clear so this would be uh, fun good time to do let me look at my uh calendar we'll do it right here while we're <laughs> everybody can listen in live as we select the next yeah, live scheduling live scheduling but i think we could do same time next week if you want if that works for you oh yeah i can do 30 minutes later than we started today next week or i can do a similar time as we started the week after no let's do a few i mean later is good Anyway, so you just tell me. Or if you'd like to do early, if you'd like to do early, I can do on your Tuesday the 9th, I can do significantly earlier if you've got a spot there. No, this is fine. Yep. If we want, let's do half an hour later on uh, next Wednesday on the 3rd. Yeah. This is the best. Thank you. All right. Yeah, this is going to be great. This is good. Well, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel a little bit caught up. I forgot we were recording the podcast there for a bit. <laughs> Yes. Well, hopefully you're okay. We publish this. Yeah, we will. This will be great. And then we'll find out what's going on in your world next time. Yeah, this is great. This is funny because, you know, I mentioned about the virtual events. Part of the fun thing now is instead of coming to Australia or going to Amsterdam, I'm doing events that are time zone friendly for those things Mm -hmm. so I can accomplish. Like most of the thing, nobody from Australia can come to one of my events in the regular U.S. business hours where I've been doing them. So I'm doing one that's going to be evenings my time, like go from 6 p.m. till midnight my time, which is sort of mid-mornings for everybody in Australia and Singapore and places like that. So it's fun. Stay right where we are and everybody gets to uh, participate. Cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is great. So good to catch up. And I will, uh, I'll be here next week, same time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. This is Life Behind the Scenes with, yeah. with Dean Jackson and James Schramger. That's part seven of 25. And there's more coming. More coming. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Okay.